0: Welcome to the AcuSprout podcast, where it's my mission to help new practitioners of Chinese medicine navigate from school to career. I'm Stacy. I'm an acupuncturist and herbalist, podcaster, coach, and creator of magical networks. Be sure to check out all four pillars of the podcast where I cover case studies to sharpen your clinical skills, Mindset Mondays to support your mental health, new practitioner interviews to prove that you are not alone and all things business from launching your practice to negotiating your pay. If you choose to be an employee, this podcast is made possible by our sponsors. So if you would like to support the podcast, be sure to check out the sponsors page on the website to claim your special AccuSprout offers. When I first started my practice, I was actually kind of a disaster when it came to my books. I hired an accountant who actually laundered money from another client. So I went on a quest to find a bookkeeper who really tailors to and loves working with acupuncturists. And I found Sarah at Horizon West Bookkeeping, and I'm feeling pretty fortunate. Sarah offers acupuncturists and the Accusprout community a couple different packages so that she can meet you where you are. If you're new to practice, she can come in and do what's called a QuickBooks startup package for you, where you get pretty deep discounts on QuickBooks for about four months. She sets up your chart of accounts, assists with linking your bank accounts, makes sure that all the transactions are imported, and then teaches you how to use it with two hours of one-on-one training. It's a killer deal. She also offers cleanup packages and catch-up packages. Not catch-up packages, guys. Catch-up packages. And a monthly package, which is what I use. And I find it quite affordable and so, so, so worth it because honestly, I never, since the beginning, have been able to keep up with my bookkeeping. You can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with Sarah to make sure that you guys are the right fit for each other. And you can do that at horizonwestbookkeeping.com forward slash acusprout, or look for the link in the show notes. Today's episode is also sponsored by Jane, an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features to power your acupuncture practice. Jane offers flexible scheduling options that match the way you work. You have the option of offering one-on-one online sessions for initial consults, meeting in person, and scheduling staggered appointments to accommodate treating patients across different treatment rooms. Jane, has you covered? Keep the relaxation going with a seamless checkout experience using Jane's PCI-compliant payment solution, Jane Payments. You can collect patient credit cards securely through your intake form or at the time of booking with an online booking payment policy. This can also help reduce no-shows in your practice. It's a win-win. And Jane's unlimited SMS and email reminders can be sent automatically before each appointment as an extra layer of no-show protection. To learn more about how Jane's helpful features can help you power your acupuncture practice, head to jane.app to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their team, or if you're ready to get started, head on over to AcuSprout.com forward slash Jane. And remember to use the code ACUSPROUT1MO at the time of sign up to get a one-month grace period applied to your new account. Mm-hmm. In today's episode, I'm going to give you eight intentional and deliberate practices to grow a soul fulfilling and successful acupuncture practice. Successful to you, of course. But let me ask you something before I start. So, do you have any idea of what kind of shoes you want before you shop for shoes? Do you make a grocery list or even a meal plan before the grocery list, before you go to the store? Did you, do you know where you want to go on vacation? Like, how does this all tie in? Well, let me ask you these questions. How much have you put into, how much thought have you put into who you want to work for? Or who do you want to treat? Or what are your office colors? Or what part of town you want to work in? Or do you have a niche focus? Or are you a general practitioner? Or how much money do you even want to make per year? Have you thought about these things? Well, why wouldn't you? I mean, if you want to love your life, create a life you can love. But first, you have to know what you want. So basically, you have a choice. You can adventure by default or adventure according to plan. So if you adventure, if you, if you choose a career adventure by default, this episode is not for you. Let me repeat that. If you choose a career by default, this episode is not for you. You'll be bored. But if you want to create an intentional practice, a deliberate practice, listen in because I've got you covered. So having a vision for your future, your career and your personal life will help you stay aligned with your calling and your contentment and your goals. And when you're in alignment, it all just feels so much better, doesn't it? And it's OK if it changes along the way because it will, of course, or ends because you then you just gather the information and the feelings for this new situation and you create another path forward with another focused intention. If you live with intention, you will be less likely to wake up to a practice 10 years from now that you dread, treating patients you don't enjoy, not making the money you would like or traveling the world you always wanted. So, backing up real quick. When I was in my late teens and early 20s, I was, get this, I was an amateur bodybuilder. Yep, that was me. I would get up at 6.30 a.m. and work out for two hours every day. And while I hate mornings, I really do. I worked out in a weight room on campus, and at that time in the morning, my partners were <clears throat> super hot football coaches and the love of my life, whom i sadly dumped upon graduation. But I learned so many great lessons during this phase of my health journey, and I created some real successes because of it. So I'm going to share that with you. Let me back up for a second. When I started college, I was 5'7", and I weighed like 120 pounds, which even for that age, is really skinny for me. I was only that thin because I had spent the summer cocktailing until late at night, followed by trips across, and yes, I was 17, trips across the state line where you could get into dance clubs even at 17 years old. And then I would sleep until 11 the next morning and then get up and do it again. Couple that with a diet. Okay, don't, don't shame me. Don't shame me. Couple that with a diet of one Reese's peanut butter cup a day and I'm out and do. And do that for the whole summer, voila, skinny, really skinny, but so unhealthy. So basically, I was living by default. I was spending time and energy with people who were unhealthy, doing things that were not in alignment with my innate desires and calling. And then I started college, and I started lifting weights, which, by the way, back then was highly unpopular among women. Highly. And I don't know why I was drawn to it. I think maybe I just felt so unseen and so disempowered by my upbringing at that point that I just wanted to be strong and be seen. So I bumped into cute Pete, and he taught me how to lift. And same gym, only at 6 p.m., when it was absolutely full of college boys and no girls. So, was I intimidated? Hell yes. Every move I made in that gym was watched, and I was absolutely an imposter, but I had a vision. So I hung with Pete, and he taught me, and I changed my major eventually to exercise physiology, and away I went. And for the next four years, I lifted and ran and perfected the Stairmaster. So here's what I learned and how it can help you. So I guess at the time, I didn't really realize it, but I sort of had a vision board. And I promise you, once again, I am an awkward human. But as creepy as this seems, I had pictures of Miss Olympia, the top bodybuilding competition situation for women. So Linda Murray was on my closet door. I am not kidding you. This is embarrassing and really sort of fun to share, but ridiculous. I did not have Guns N' Roses. I did not have Johnny Depp. No, no, no. I had Linda Murray. And in hindsight, maybe this is why I didn't have a boyfriend. That's how focused on the goal I was. Oh my God, why did my friends never point this out? And yes, if I could go back and give 18-year-old Stacy advice, it might have been some guidance around this oversight. But whatever. I've always been a little bit socially awkward. So anyway, I was realistic about what I wanted. I knew I would never get to the level that she was. And it, it, it was a little overkill anyway. And I knew I would never look like that because it's not possible without drugs, but I am competitive in a way that I like to chase. I don't care about being the best. I don't care about beating other people, but I do care about being my best. And that always identifies people who are mostly where I want to be and chasing after them and learning from them. And I knew that I would be strong and look super fit if I worked as hard as her, so I did. So I had a vision and then I set goals. And then I created action steps to get to those goals in phases, in phases of growth, interspersed with rest because you can't grow without rest. And then I took all of those action steps. But the whole time I took those steps, my head was in it. My head was in it. I visualized all the time, all the time. So this maybe goes back to that manifesting, but I visualized everything. If I had a heavy lift to do, and I didn't know if I could, I would take like 30 seconds and close my eyes and visualize myself doing it. And then I would do it every day, every day, even when I didn't want to, even when I was on summer break, even when there was something more interesting to do, which there was a lot in college, of course. So by the time I graduated from college, four years later, I had gained 22 pounds of muscle and my body fat was 18%. And honestly, so by today's standards, I didn't Really look like a bodybuilder. I probably looked more like a pro CrossFit athlete, but that didn't suck. So then one day, my vision shifted unexpectedly in one second. I was working in a gym in New York for the summer and a pro female bodybuilder joined a conversation that I was having with some coworkers. So I sort of like quietly, oh my God, I'm such a nerd, quietly like sidled over next to her and just sort of stood next to her. And I kind of was sizing her up. And I'm fairly certain she didn't notice, right? <clears throat> so I'm standing next to her and I was a miniature. I was easily 40 pounds less than her. And in that moment, I thought, mm-hmm, yeah, Mm-hmm. totally success, mission accomplished. I'm all through here. And that was the day that I became a distance athlete. And so I thought about what I wanted and I bought a bike. So here's the takeaway. Let's recap. I'm going to give you the eight steps that I went through that you can also go through to create success intentionally and deliberately in your practice. Number one, ask yourself what you want. So many people do not ask themselves what they want in life. Please do yourself a favor ask yourself what you want. Number two, create a vision. See it, smell it, be it, spend some time, know what it feels like. Number three, Set goals. That's pretty easy. You guys know what that's about. Number four, create phases. Create phases. I find it's easy in my businesses to sit down quarterly and create phases. And you have to build rest into these phases, even as a business owner, because stepping away gives you perspective and things don't grow if you're hovering all the time. So give something some space sometimes. Allow yourself to rest. Number five, outline action steps. So that can be like one quarter, you're just going to focus on creating a community around um, your practice. Say you're an orthopedic acupuncturist. Create a community. Start networking with other um, people who do what you do, but maybe in different fields so you can network with each other and, and share referrals. Whatever, create action steps. Number six, be consistent. Show up every day. Do something every day. Stay in action. Stay in action. Have programmed rests. Listen to yourself. Don't burn out. Take breaks, but try to make those programmed. Just be consistent. Keep in motion. Keep in motion. Number seven, keep your head in the game. Keep your head in the game. Oh my gosh. If you're self sabotaging, you are setting yourself backwards. And I know because I am a trauma survivor that self-sabotage is, I actually hate that word. Talking to yourself poorly is just a waste of time. Don't do it. Don't do it. Make it a practice to figure out ways to get yourself in a positive mindset. It's okay if you're grumpy for a day, whatever, kick your rocks, move on. It's okay if you're challenged by your life and things are happening and they're making you sad. That's okay. There's places for normal normal emotions, but if you really focus on taking a minute before you approach that physical therapist for referrals, envision yourself having a really great conversation. Know that you are a powerful human being. Know that maybe they're so excited they've been waiting for an acupuncturist to walk into their space and talk to them. People are waiting for you to show up and with your power. So visualize yourself doing it in a way that is powerful and kind and the way that your best self can do it. Wow, that was really long, sorry. That was number seven, keep your head in the game. Number eight, celebrate. Dude, reward yourself. Find ways to reward yourself. I have this musical instrument that I want to purchase so badly that I've made it a part of a reward for a certain level of success that I created, created by continued action steps and a plan. Number eight, Or sorry, sorry, sorry. Number nine. Number nine, I said eight. Well, basically just repeat, repeat. So lastly, in order to create a practice you love and are in alignment with this, try this, but be flexible because things will change. Stay in tune and set quarterly appointments with yourself. Write it in your books, put it in your calendar to touch base and make sure that you still want what you are working towards because life changes And sometimes you no longer want it. And I'm going to say right now, something that totally blew me away this year was that I got the practice space that I wanted. I had myself set up for exactly what I wanted. And when I got there and started practicing, I felt sick. My body felt sick. Things did not feel good. And I was so surprised. And what I realized was (laughs) what I thought I wanted, I didn't. I actually didn't want it. I liked the idea of it. And that's okay because we're not life. Life is this curly cue of an exploration and an adventure and it's fine. It's totally fine. I just had to take that moment and reevaluate what it is that I really want again, and then reorganize my life and move forward again. So no big deal. No snags. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you're not learning unless you're making mistakes. And I wouldn't say that was a mistake, but Uh, Other people might look at that and go, holy cow, what a big mistake. (laughs) So if an amazing opportunity comes along and it is in alignment with your vision, but not part of the plan, grab it. Because when you get in alignment with your inner drive and self, so does this universe. So does the universe. Accept the gifts. And when nothing is going your way and everything is an uphill battle, reevaluate. Is this what is in your highest good? So... Be flexible, be consistent, be curious, enjoy the process, be kind to yourself, be yourself, and let me know how it goes. So if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes and be sure to join my monthly newsletter where I share more support and inspiration for your new career journey. Thanks again, guys. Till next time. that's it. That's the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys. And if you appreciate this podcast, it would be amazing if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a great review. And if you don't like what I'm doing, then that's okay. No worries. Just skip it.